0: Welcome to Cult Movie Cult, where we watch and discuss the horrific, the obscure, and the flat out strange from the other side of
1: cinema. I'm Mark Dickerson. And I'm Jeremy Fink, and this is episode two in our series, 8 bit at Blockbuster 90s video game movie adaptations. Today, we'll be discussing Street Fighter from 1994.
2: Troopers, I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home i'm gonna get on my boat and i'm going up river and i'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it now who wants to go home and who wants to go with me
1: Street Fighter is a 1994 action film written and directed by Stephen E. D'Souza based on the video game series of the same name. Produced by Capcom, the film was distributed by Universal Pictures in the United States and Columbia Pictures internationally. The film stars Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raoul Julia. Loosely following the plot of Street Fighter II, The World Warrior, the film focuses on the efforts of Colonel Guile, played by Van Damme, to bring down General M. Bison, played by Julia, the military dictator and drug kingpin of Chandelou City. Who aspires to conquer the world with an army of genetic super soldiers while enlisting the aid of street fighters ryu and ken to infiltrate bison's empire and help destroy it from within
0: is that the plot i wasn't sure uh, <laughs> again that word loosely right that's a key word here loosely <laughs> loosely based on the video game series all right so we're going to get into this movie there's a lot to talk about uh before we do that I'd like to reintroduce someone who's been on the show before uh my friend dave and I don't know if you want to do a last name We'll just say Dave
3: No, no, I, I generally don't do last name anymore Okay, uh, are we saying of Super yeah. Movie Bros? Or no, is that no you more You can, okay. even though Super Movie Bros just recorded its yeah. last episode well,
0: you, quite, you have quite the back backlog for people that want to check it out Oh yeah, yeah,
3: over 300 episodes So.
0: And you were on our show a while ago now God, it feels like forever ago um, yeah. And that was, what, THX 1138,
3: right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because like while you and I talk probably once a week or so, we haven't seen each other in person in nearly two years. Yeah,
0: it has been a while. <laughs> That's true. Yep. It's crazy. But you did do me a solid and you, you watched this movie, which um, we, ha- we have quite the history, Dave. So let's- yeah.
3: And you fucking owe me. But I'm sure for movie <laughs> cocktail, I, I made you watch some some awful stuff.
0: Yeah, so. there had to be a couple. So we yeah we did uh, so movie cocktails basically you we'd watch a movie and then uh, create a cocktail based off of the movie and then Ooh, drink Very fun. then drink the cocktail and get very <laughs> drunk and probably say stuff that we regretted at some point. And, and I,
3: you, I I, um, I would imagine the people.
1: audience is encouraged to make said cocktail and yeah, drink well, along as they listen. It
3: did. Dave we actually uh, maybe posted maybe like the, 5 or 6 that, that ever did it but nice. well no. Dave you,
0: you posted the recipes right you, you always had them online Always. So, yeah, yeah, I so. always
3: posted them on Instagram um, and Twitter and stuff actually, like that. And actually
0: uh, the the previous film we discussed in this series, Jeremy Super Mario Bros. Uh, we did a, we did that on Movie Cocktail, and I, I believe I was the one who created the cocktail for that one, right, Dave? You did, yeah. yeah. And it the was anything. My
3: only contribution was the the drizzling of the uh, of the Baileys to make it look like oh, fungus yeah. that podium. was that was ah, nice.
0: That was essential, though. Yeah, it actually looked like the fungus from the movie. Um, I was curious if yeah. there was any fungus in the cocktail. Oh, there had to be fungus. Um, <laughs> so check that out. Yeah, it's re- it's actually a really cool drink, and it, it tasted really good. Uh, so uh, now we have an, we have a, I guess an ongoing joke, Dave, um, because on that show, movie cocktail, um, <laughs> I kept trying to nominate this film, Street Fighter, for whatever for every for category. whatever reason, it didn't matter whether it, <laughs> it didn't matter. Or not. I would just keep, I don't know why I just I think it's because you did not want to watch it so badly that I just. I just yeah. had to do it. I had to do it. Too. And you
3: were close because we did do 90s video games for people <laughs> to choose from. And Super Mario Brothers beat I out know. this and Mortal Kombat. I had to wait until the most recent Mortal Kombat came out in 2021 before I could make a cocktail for Mortal Kombat.
0: <laughs> well, this secretly might be the reason why I'm doing this series, Jeremy, to, to finally get there <laughs> to talk about this hey, movie. I'm, I'm
3: literally here so that Mark can me because it's like... <laughs> I fucking did it, and I was tempted. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't have a newborn, and I didn't just get over COVID, and I didn't have like all these other things going on, I probably would have made a cocktail for this just for you. Oh, but I didn't have time. That's a okay. thought. The if I get it done before I release it, I'll send you a club recipe. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we'll post it. it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, here we are, finally discussing Street Fighter the movie. Um, so I was now able to subject Dave to the torture that is Street Fighter the movie um, on this show. So thank you, Dave, um, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies my condolences uh so yeah first off so let's just get right into it uh it's bad it is a bad movie <laughs> this is a bad movie but as we've discussed Jeremy on our um earlier series so bad it's good which was i think the second series we ever did actually um yeah it was an early one yeah bad films uh they can have merit too in certain ways mm-hmm. Um if looked at in a certain light. <laughs> um yeah. and uh mostly they can usually be what, like I guess fun or funny. Yeah. Interesting, maybe.
3: Um, in- enjoyable, you know. Yeah. Listen to you being Inventive. like Obi Wan. Like even bad things can have their merits. <laughs> That's how from I From a at certain it, point of view. <laughs> well they can they
0: can certainly be entertaining and I do find this film entertaining. And I I even this mm. time watching it went you know and I, I think this time when I saw it I I cringed more than ever. I actually felt like yeah. It was actually worse than I remembered, to be honest, but um, it's definitely... Did you feel the
3: weight of your actions, like where you're like, I made yeah, other people I, watch this?
0: I was kind of like, what have I done? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Yeah, I had that yeah. moment. But uh, I, w- I, do, I stand behind the fact that, that this film is entertaining, um, and, mm-hmm. and we'll, I guess, leave it at that. But um, So let's start with, I want to talk about the familiarity with the, with the game uh, in the film. Um, so Jeremy, like with I guess a lot of the films in this series,
1: if not all of them, um, this might be your first time seeing them, right? And Indeed, th- this okay. is the first time I have seen this movie. In terms of my familiarity with the game, I've definitely played a little bit of Street Fighter. I'm sure Fighter, you have, yeah. But, but I, I was never really deep into the lore mm-hmm. of Street Fighter. Oh, there's a lore. Um, there's a lore. So, 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 you wouldn't so, know it from watching see, this movie, but yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, so so kind because of, because well, I, I know I know there are some real diehard mm-hmm. Street Fighter fans. I know like I like I'm a Frank Ocean fan, and I know he put sound effects from Street Fighter oh. on one of his albums, okay. and like so so for some people it, it's a real like mm-hmm. a real thing. I didn't really grow up with it in that way, uh, which is why although it's interesting because uh, you know you, we talk about the images that kind of get ingrained into our into our brains mm-hmm. as we grow up, and weirdly enough, having played very little Street Fighter. Um, and not being into it, how many things I kind of vaguely recognized <laughs> in this movie as like, oh, they're clearly referencing yeah. the game there. Even you were and like, it, it wait a weird. second, this isn't. Yeah, it, it was almost like it was almost like an instinctual thing where I'm kind of like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I kind of see something there. Like that kind of feels like they're yeah. doing something, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, and maybe it, maybe just because of how this movie was, it was that those things felt uh, purposeful for, for lack of mm-hmm. a better term. Where it was like, oh, that's there for a reason. Where oh, yeah. Some stuff I was like, I'm uh-huh. not sure why that's there. <laughs> um, I,
3: I think yeah. there is a level of like iconography too yeah. to Street Fighter, yes. where just it, like it, Mario, does, it does kind of transcend just like video gamers and yeah. stuff like that, and kids mm-hmm. who who mm-hmm. you know used to go to the arcade or kids that had a an NES or a, a Super NES, yeah. um, and, and used to play this game, but. I mean, because I remember I was not big into it either, but I knew who Vega was. Like when I saw him with the mask and the claws, I, was yeah. like, I knew who that was. I know who mm-hmm. Bison is. I know who Guile is. Yeah. I remember being very upset that Guile's hair was very short and it wasn't <laughs> 10 feet tall.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely some iconic uh, like characters and imagery from the game. And uh, now, me and Dave, we're a little bit older than, than you, Jeremy. So I guess we're also like kind of that sweet spot. Like we're you know we're very familiar with not only this game, but probably all the games from this series. Um, and whereas you are not, so it's it's interesting to hear your point of view um, from from that angle. But Dave, um, so tell us about your familiarity with like I guess the game and the film.
3: So yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember playing Street Fighter like over friends' house because they had the SNES, but I didn't have an SNES because. I grew up not as a rich kid, just a, a painfully average lower middle class kid, which meant I could only afford one video game console. So it was the whatever one your dad felt like playing, or whichever one your parents could afford at the time, mm-hmm. or in the case of my family, whichever one fell off the back of the Kmart truck, because my grandmother worked <laughs> at Kmart. So what's the statute me, of limitations
0: the, on that kind of thing?
3: <laughs> yeah, seven years. Oh, okay. Anything, You're anything good. other than murder is seven years. So good to uh, know. Uh, so uh, I, I do have a law background yeah I was going to say <laughs> uh, so for, for me like uh, the Sega Genesis is what fell off the back of the truck and the Sega Genesis was mainly tied to the Mortal Kombat series which when we talk about the video game adaptation of this movie we'll have a lot to talk about oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat uh, <laughs> without getting into the movie because I'm sure that's yeah. on your list to do for oh, the series
0: it certainly is So yeah, cause not, only, so <laughs> not only is this movie based on a video game they created a video game from uh, or based on the movies so, So there's like layers, yeah.
3: I mean, growing up with these video games as a kid, like you know, Mark remembers like playground arguments about whether you were whether you were a SNES kid or you yeah. were a Genesis kid. Well, this is, this and, is how
0: old I am. And, I remember arcades. I mean, I was actually yeah, in arcades. Well, yeah. It's
3: crazy. I used to go to <laughs> arcades. I used to go to a bowling alley because yeah. it had a great arcade. Yeah,
1: um, I, I'm, but, I'm not. I'm not quite that young. I actually do remember. Arcades okay, so you've been oh. to some arcades. Okay,
0: I, I, I have. The been to arcades does I wasn't no. sure what the cutoff was because you know, at some point they started disappearing, so I didn't know. They know. did. Yeah, yeah, they really did. It's um, Shame because I. Our shades
3: are great. I mean, they still exist in Akihabara, but yeah, not they, so much they're making sor-
0: they made sort of a comeback, I guess, just more like yeah. niche uh, markets. But um, so yeah, this. I mean, Street Fighter. I was very familiar with it uh me and dave were texting yeah. about it before um we both yeah. kind of grew up more with mortal kombat i guess because we both had for sure sega and well, that was a version that had blood in it and the fatalities of just course.
3: like you were either a snes kid or you were a genesis kid mm-hmm. depending on which console you had you were either a street fighter kid or a mortal kombat kid because mortal Kombat well, on snes had no blood it yeah, had sweat exactly. that's 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 lame and uh, sega genesis, does what if Nintendo, you put in, right? That's what yeah, they said. You put in A B A C A B B, you got the blood code <laughs> unlocked, and you got and you got blood. Uh, we're really so. showing our our
1: nerd cred here,
0: Dave.
3: That's, but... I mean, that's
1: impressive that you remember that. So, I'm, you know. so,
0: throughout the years, I was I started as Mortal Kombat, and then I kind of s- switched over more to Street Fighter. I actually appreciated Street Fighter a lot more uh, later on, mostly because the movie theater I worked at um, they got a Street Fighter three Third Strike uh, arcade cabinet, and it was like we played the hell out of that thing, like. On breaks after work, we would all start playing it, and just great memories of getting my ass kicked in that game. Uh, so yeah, I have a I have a pretty good background with Street Fighter, so I was definitely familiar with it. Um, not that this movie follows much of that <laughs> familiarity, but um. Uh, so next, I want to talk about the cast. So, <laughs> mostly two people. <laughs> There's a, co- a couple other ones that I want to mention, but so Jean-Claude Van Damme himself nice. is Colonel Guile in this. Uh, so he's, it's funny because he's playing the uh, ultra-American character, Guile, for Street mm-hmm. Fighter 2, um, who's actually, I think he's Captain Guile of the U.S. Air Force in the game. Um, so he's like yes. the, the muscles from Brussels, right, Right, Dave? The so. and,
3: yeah, and, and they had to still dub a fair bit of his lines.
0: Oh, yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah, uh, a lot <laughs> of
3: people were dubbed in this movie and not in, in, a, in, a, in a good way. Like, no. At all, like, totally I, I, I think somebody. watching Korean movies on Netflix does a better job dubbing than anyone ever did in this movie.
1: You- I was kind of wondering that as I was yeah. watching because there were a few moments where I'm like, I can't tell if I just have like a weird thing going on with my computer, <laughs> or if or if there's something, like like the dub is just like why like why is it dubbed? It was very, well, it was very interesting. It was al- there was also a lot of
0: um, res- reshoots on this film. It was one of those, so mm-hmm. I think they went back and kind of and also in the editing room, I'm sure they were, you know. Splicing together certain scenes and trying to make it work with some ADR and stuff, so I think there's some of that going on. Um, but mm-hmm. also, Jean Claude Van Damme maybe just being Jean Claude Van Damme. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess Van Damme was really big at this time. Um, he had a lot mm-hmm. of films. out. I, what, Dave, you you might be more familiar than me. Bloodsport. What, what I mean, what else has he uh, around this time? Oh, uh, I
3: mean, mean uh, let's say hold on. There's there's Bloodsport. There's Lionheart. Universal Soldier. This uh, was his first PG-13 Kickboxer.
0: movie, I believe. Kickboxer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So
3: I mean, there's the, the list goes on and on. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's still iconic even to this day. To the fact where he made a somewhat autobiographical film, I think like back in like 2014.
0: Oh yeah, I that. heard about that. He tried to make a sequel to this movie. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, so at the time, yeah, he was he was pretty big, pretty big star, um, action star. And um, although I've always felt, I don't know if both of you feel this way, but I just always felt he was majorly miscast in this role. I mean. You just, I don't know. I mean, maybe just being familiar with the character from the game. I mean, number one, he doesn't look like the character. I guess, like with the hair and all,
3: like. N- number two, he he's not the all-American right. boy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually number one. But yeah. it, it's really um, it's really not their fault. It's because Capcom financed half of this movie, so mm. it's really not Universal or Columbia's fault. Capcom mm-hmm. ca- Capcom came in and said that's who they wanted to play, and mm-hmm. since they were paying half the money for this production, they got kind of right. what they wanted. What they yeah. what they didn't what, what no one banked on was the fact that he would get negotiated on. All the way up to eight million dollars for a film that had a thirty-five million dollar budget, and he was—he so was supposed to be. Most the casting in, money went to him.
0: He was supposed to be in the Mortal Kombat movie, right? He was supposed to play Johnny Cage, I think, in that. He was, and yeah. He, he, tur- he turned—he turned it down to do
3: this because they were giving him eight fucking million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And they couldn't do that over on the Mortal Kombat production. Mm -hmm. They had a first-time director over there. Yeah. um, And they were filming all on location and doing everything practical, everything they possibly could do on the cheap. And they wanted it to be gritty and real and stuff like that, and they needed to do it that way because that's the way the budget was falling for them. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't afford someone like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Meanwhile, you know, you got Columbia Pictures and Universal and then Capcom just dumping ducats all over mm-hmm. Van Damme to be in this because a bunch of suits in Japan who run Capcom were like, that's who we want. Because yeah. that was someone who they could recognize. That's mm-hmm. something that that spoke to them well, and they thought that it would speak to a lot of people. He's certainly
0: recognizable. I mean, he's, he's certainly the biggest name actor in the movie, I would say. Um, so it's, it's strange, yeah, because I really feel like he is just severely... <laughs> miscast in I, this role. I think if, if um,
3: Adam's family didn't come out before this, a lot of us wouldn't know who Raul Julia oh, was. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I want to get to him for sure. Uh, I just wanted to say this is one of many differences from the video game. Um, Guile is more of the main character here in the film um, as opposed to Rio and Ken who are usually more of like the iconic characters that you would mm-hmm. you would think of from Street Fighter. Uh, they're usually more like the focus in the games. Um, so Guile, they, I guess, decided to make the main character of this film. Um, so then, yeah, so Dave, as you mentioned, we have Raul Julia as M. Bison. Uh, unfortunately, his final role, he was terminally ill with stomach cancer during filming, um, which I believe they didn't actually find out, or I don't know if he had disclosed it or not, no, but they, until they, they started filming,
3: right? While, they knew while filming the movie... So they actually had to completely change their their filming schedule because it it was very, their filming schedule was very tight. Capcom told them they wanted this to come out in December of 1994 and they started production in like late 1993. So they had very short time to do and they they actually had to move Raul Julia's fight scenes and all of his scenes up forward Mm -hmm. because they knew that he would be sickly and weak from from cancer treatment towards Mm -hmm. the end of the production so
0: yeah so i maybe they knew he was sick but maybe they didn't realize like how bad how bad it was until he really showed up on set and then they kind of saw how how, because you can tell when you watch him in the movie that you know i mean especially dave like you said like watching the Addams family movie which came out not very long before this um you can tell that he's lost like a lot of weight uh, since then. Yeah. So, and which
3: you wouldn't you wouldn't think it. it's a very physical role for him yeah. uh, at Adam's yeah. family movie. Yeah. He did a lot of dancing, like but sword fighting.
0: He gives it his all though in this movie. I mean I will say like yeah. out of all the reviews I mean there's <laughs> a lot of bad reviews of this movie but almost all of them mention um, his performance in the movie and that the fact that at least he was trying and you know even though he probably uh, much like uh, Super Mario Brothers with Dennis Hopper, uh, Jeremy, yep. <laughs> he likely <laughs> had no idea what was going on half the yeah. time. But um, Like
3: honestly you know. I think despite his death he still would have gotten some praise for this movie. Maybe yeah, not as much for as sure, he got, for but sure. despite his death, I think he still would have been mm-hmm. praised for, for what he, got he did. He got some nominations, of, I
0: think, actually. I forget what, the, like Saturn Awards or something like that, but... Yeah, um, I mean,
3: he, 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 really, he really took this character and, and wanted to do something with it. Like, he mm-hmm. based M. Bison off of... Benito Mussolini yeah. <laughs> uh, Joseph Stalin mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler and uh, Pablo Escobar yeah, so yeah. like he took aspects of all their characters and tried to bring it to his performance and if you watch it and then you watch documentaries of them you actually see it all of his all of his hand movements are Benito Mussolini like <laughs> really? he does everything <laughs> Mussolini That's would do cool. It's it's kind of amazing. So he did... I, I feel
1: like I saw uh, saw maybe a little Joseph Goebbels in there too. Yeah. Like it, like he really he it really was turned mix. up the yeah. evil. Yeah. Like it, it was I I was I was so one I I didn't realize because I generally whenever I have an opportunity to go into a movie blind I'll mm-hmm. always take it like I didn't look Same. up anything Same. about this movie ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and I've obviously, I mean, I guess not obviously, but I, I've seen the Addams Family movies, mm-hmm. and I did not realize it was the same actor. Oh, really? Okay. Um, until after the fact. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I, I probably, like, looking at it now, like, of course I see it, mm-hmm. but, like, it just didn't even register in my brain that that was the same guy. <laughs> it's, um, it's a very different role for him. It's a very different yeah. role, but, like, yeah, I don't know, like, I, 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 as I'm watching, like, like, I, I don't remember what the line was, but there's one there's one line where he, like, kind of really screams it out. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, bellowing. Yeah. And I'm like, Wow. Like, you know, like well, like this guy in this movie, he's like really, really going yeah, for it. Yeah,
0: he was he was going for like a sort of a Shakespearean take on it, I think. As yeah, well, Dave, exactly. Yeah. So um, and as the main villain of the movie, he I would say, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he definitely does the best he can uh, with the cheesy, yeah. like, cheesy lines that are afforded him. Um, yeah, I was just
3: saying, according to Juliet, he saw himself as Richard III. Right. From Shakespeare. That, yeah, yeah. That was, I'm trying to remember
0: what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, he had <laughs> it's kind of funny to think this was all going on in his mind. Also, mm-hmm. not only doing this. I'm sure for him, very strange film, but also, you know, having terminal cancer and like, you know, dealing with all that. I can't even imagine like. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that he he went in there and, and really gave it his all is, is something uh, to commend for. And uh, the film's actually dedicated to him at the end via Condias at the end. Uh, so, yeah, I guess he died. What? After a, c- a couple of months after filming. So. Uh, before it was released, actually, which is very sad. Um, and I really only know him from the Addams Family movies uh, from the 90s, uh, which I have rewatched recently and I still love them. Um, and he's so great. In, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole cast is great, but he's really great in them. And um, I always wanted to see what more, are the from pleasures, him, more uh, movies. One of
3: the pleasures of being a father is that my daughter loves the Addams Family. Oh, great. To yeah. the point where, like, more than I do, to the <laughs> That's point awesome. where she loves She you loves. Family. You have a Addams morbid family, kid, Dave. Family, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, and and she she you know much to my chagrin she likes both the new animated films. But I've even got her to watch several episodes of the '60s television oh, show because wow. I was trying to like I was trying to explain to her like yeah. this is how long this has been going. That's on. That's funny. I just
0: yeah. I just showed my wife that. <laughs> yeah. So Cause we just so watched the '90s. My daughter. One the, yeah.
3: My daughter's all of eight years old now in, in 2021 uh, or 2022. Shit. Uh, and she, <laughs> she knows she knows who Raul Julia is. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he, he has a legacy. And
0: then when you and show it, her the Street yeah, Fighter that. movie one day, Dave, then she'll know. Yeah, yes. Dude, you've
3: poisoned yeah. two brains <laughs> yeah. already. You want to <laughs> introduce go her to the so? masterpiece that yeah. is.
0: <laughs> now you're ready for this. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: My but, my my worst nightmare is that she'll love it. And then it has to play on repeat. <laughs> yeah. Every weekend she's here.
0: Yeah. On, on second thought. Don't do that. Um, so. OK. So those. Yeah. The two I would say those are the two uh, main stars of the film. Uh, the most recognizable. And then we although we do have Kylie Minogue as Cami, Yeah. Which is an odd choice. But hey mm-hmm. it's Kylie Minogue. I like Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Um, kind of snuck,
1: in, snuck into this film. Yeah, all,
3: like, you got you got Ming Na Wei. Yeah, uh, I was gonna Chun mention Li, her,
0: Ming Na Wen, as uh, who at this Chun time Wei. was
3: only known for her role on ER. Right. She had yet. Well, to, Dave, to, I was gonna. To
0: de- uh, you're a big Star Wars guy. I was, you know, for the, I, I haven't really seen many of the. Yeah, new she's series, uh, she's
3: now Fennec Shen. So she uh, she's she's a bounty hunter who was rescued by Boba Fett and yeah. the sands of Tatooine, and now is loyal to him. And you can check her out on yeah. in Mandalorian. I've seen her two, like Book of Boba.
0: I've seen the actress pop up a lot, just like you know, like articles about. Yeah, that she stuff, has so. a
3: storied history. Like yeah. she was on Agents of Shield. I mean, she she has some so she, she has some, okay. some movie credits, but she's been around in kind of like that right on the edge of like that nerd culture where she could almost like be in anything that's nerdy, but she could also just cross the line and go back into something a little bit more yeah. more serious. And so and surprisingly now when you see her do these action things, she's in her mid fifties or early to mid fifties. Hmm. And she's still she's very still doing much action. the action okay. star. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I read that she has fond memories of making this movie, although at the time, um, you know, when it came out, I think she kind of distanced herself from it. But I think now, yeah. like a lot of she these went movies, to her people look George back Clooney with humility. And,
3: and said, like, this, you know, this movie's going to ruin me. And he, he looked at her like dead in the eye and he says, no, one movie does not ruin you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, he back. would go on to do 1997. Batman. And <laughs> oh, Oven, so. yeah.
1: But we don't talk about <laughs> and that. And, but he's, you know, he's still doing great, though. So yeah, oh, he's, he, yeah. he, he was right. Yeah, he, he was, was right. Totally right. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, Kylie Minogue, I think she, the director just saw her on, like, a magazine cover and was like, I want that girl! <laughs> I want her! Um, so, she's in the movie. Uh, so, yeah, that that's, like, pretty much the main... And then the the rest of, So, all the money was spent, uh, pretty much, on those cast members that we mentioned. And then uh, the rest went to everyone else. And, you know, I mean, I think the acting is fine. I don't think anyone's, like, bad in it, necessarily. Especially because of the tone they were going for. Going for more of, like, a campy tone, uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, um uh, but yeah, not really any big names, I guess, in the cast um, that I know of, at least. Uh, and uh, cheesy acting abounds. You know, it's like that's kind of why I do enjoy this movie, just because of how cheesy it is. Um, if As long as you, as you don't take it seriously, I think this movie is, you know, it's pretty fun. Um, and some good bad lines as well. Uh, pretty much all of Van Damme's lines, which D- Dave disagrees with, I think. He has some really great lines in this movie. I think it comes
3: down to delivery. It you might know? be cocaine. Uh,
0: uh <laughs> it might be yeah, a big factor, but uh yeah. Uh, well, actually Dave, one of the things I saw was um because first when they submitted the film, um it got an R rating, and then they re- they submitted again and it got a G rating apparently, and then they went back because they're like no one's going to see a G-rated street fighter movie. So apparently they had Van Damme just like curse a bunch of times, like they just had him like <laughs> add cursing into like his his uh, lines and stuff. So you can kind of tell because it kind of comes out of nowhere. But I think that's what's like part of the reason it's so funny to me. Um, Like his big speech that he gives, uh, his inspirational speech to the troops is like one of my favorite moments. Um, And I will probably use that as our sound clip from the movie. (laughs) And then we have uh, Bison himself, which, you know, Raju, like his performance, again, Shakespearean, just he brings a little bit Mm -hmm. of class to the movie, right? Um, But his lines are just still so ridiculous, like... um, Mm -hmm. What's the one lines like for you when when bison came to your village, it was the worst day of your life for me. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. (laughs) It it was it was the most important
3: day of your life. Most important day of your life. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday.
0: And there was he had one line. It was like I, I didn't even understand it. It was something like. And it levitates me, like he was talking about the <laughs> whatever he's floating around on at the end.
3: They had to do that because M Bison could levitate in the yeah, game. They so to, yeah. So they, yeah, they had to. Yeah, so yeah, they had to add that element.
0: <laughs> yeah. one, again, one of many, um, in, you know, things from the game that really weren't there in the movie. There's a lot of like supernatural elements from the game. Um, for example, the Hadouken. You know, when you uh, I mean everyone knows this even if you haven't really played the game just reuse um, yeah that sound <laughs> that sound uh along with like a blue kind of orb that comes out of his hands um so you don't really see which anything I like couldn't that I could not believe the they didn't fit yeah. it in especially when they, they mention
3: Like yeah. th- they they mentioned that that Ryu and Ken have the same master I mm-hmm. thought like th- it would be kind of like their ki like like in yeah. in in karate you say you you know you, you have your ki which is like your which is, like, your strength, you know, which is why you always hear, like, Hah! like yeah. in, in karate movies and stuff, because it, 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 it adds power and strikes fear mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I, I thought, like, wouldn't it just make sense for their battle cry, yeah. essentially, like, when they throw a kick to go, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. even if you don't yeah. have... Like uh, uh, you know, a big orb of blue light coming out of your hand. You can at least fit the element into well, the film, yeah. and it's so iconic for Street Fighter. I'm it's surprised so iconic Cat-Can wasn't yeah. like it's like what you think of in, when you, you think of to.
0: Street Fighter. And the movie does kind of have like a fantastical uh, vibe to it, which Jeremy, you, you were talking a little bit before we started recording about how it almost felt like Star Wars to you. And I totally get that. And actually, so to mention the director and the, or the writer director, uh, Stephen E. DeSouza, uh he. So he doesn't have many credits as a director, but he does have a lot of writing credits. Um, and as a writer and a producer, he's been actually pretty prolific. Um, films such as 48 Hours, Commando, Running Man, uh, Die Hard 1 and 2, Judge Dredd. Uh, and one shout out I want to give, even Return of Captain Invincible, which, Jeremy, I've told you about this movie. We need to do it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another cult film that I'd like to hopefully discuss on the show uh, someday. It's a, it's a musical about a down and out alcoholic superhero played mm-hmm. played by Alan Arkin, uh, okay. with and it's a musical so music by Richard O'Brien uh, the creator of Rocky Horror Picture Show so it <laughs> awesome. is crazy yeah it's 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 pretty good though it's it's interesting
3: um, I mean I got to give it to D'Souza because uh, Capcom came to to the United States to to shop this movie around and they were looking for people to to write scripts uh, and to and to pitch it to them and studios and stuff, and they were very unhappy with what they received from most writers. So when D'Souza wrote his script, again, in one night, and pitched it to Capcom, they were they were all for it. They loved it. Mm-hmm. They they were down for it. And he very rightfully so saw the writing on the wall and was like, if you're not hiring anybody else to do this movie, then yeah. to, to take my script, you also have to take me on as director. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, double payday. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. apparently... <laughs>
0: Apparently, he was a fan of the video game series, which I was very surprised to learn that because you would not know it from watching the movie <laughs> at all um so I don't know if that was him just giving in to like producer demands or or what, but um you know there, there's very little in the script that even resembles the game <laughs> um yeah. and like we talked about the the special moves and the superpowers, which apparently he did fight to keep some of the special moves from the characters in the in the movie um but um I was surprised well, because the characters he, actually, all he fought. Char- he fought yeah. for that too late.
3: They had right. already filmed yeah, were a bunch already... of very realistic fight scenes. Yes. And, very realistic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and they were like, no, I mean, these are video game characters. These are cartoon right. characters. So they found out very late in production that the guy they hired to, uh, to be the stunt coordinator and stuff was very much a practical type of stunt coordinator. Yeah. And they had to bring in some other people, even some people from Capcom, to show them mm-hmm. how to do these other moves. So a lot of these reshoots involved them re- refilming parts of fight scenes, which is why fight scenes in this movie are as cut up as they are, mm-hmm. because yeah. they had to... Place it in with with reshot footage of them doing some of these special moves that that you saw mm-hmm. in, in the video game
0: yeah i, I think the special moves would have fit like the uh the more supernatural moves i mean because towards the end of the film you see these characters start to look more like the characters from the game mm-hmm. which is sort of like a weird thing that happens like they're they start to wear their costumes from the game and stuff so i feel like it almost would have made sense uh like you said dave to have maybe have ryu do like his you know patented move or something I- like that um Towards that was end, one though.
3: praise I wanted to give the movie was that no matter like it did get everybody into their into their video game <laughs> their roles winning pose, and yeah. into their costume, but they did it in a in a oh. really organic type way <laughs> yeah. that I was like oh yeah it, it, they didn't like almost it's too it's organic
0: re- though it feels very almost gradual. too organic right <laughs> yeah because
3: the, the way yeah. this movie starts it's it is a fucking cartoon yeah so like, well so I, I wanted so to lean to, into it yeah
0: I wanted to um, touch on the plot because we're not. We're not really going beat by beat for the series uh, of what happens in the plot. We're kind of just giving an overview, but honestly, the plot of, the, of this movie really makes no sense at all. Uh, it's all—it's very inherently silly. It's just like,
1: and honestly, pretty confusing too. Um,
3: well, the the first five minutes of the movie is literally an info dump about like yeah, <laughs> yeah. This it was, it was is a the lot. war.
1: I I noticed because you know I, I I tend to be very attuned to kind of how movies open. Yeah. Uh, like like I'm constantly trying to figure out how they're how they're setting up their elements. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Oh, it throws and you right in there. And I was like, yeah. wow, we're in the middle of this one. <laughs> we're in the middle. Like, like, yeah. I was, like five right. minutes in, I'm like, this yeah. kind of feels like what most other movies hit around the two-thirds <laughs> mark. Yeah. And we're just in it. We're in uh-huh. it five minutes uh-huh. in.
0: Uh-huh. Yep, we're in it. Um, and I think with or without familiarity to the video game, I honestly do... I think it actually might be more confusing if you are familiar with the video game because uh, the plot, I mean... So I guess what is the plot? It's, it's uh, so Colonel Guile... He's leading an army of soldiers uh, into the country of Shadaloo to find traces uh, to lead him to General M. Bison, who is played by Raul Julia, um, who has captured people, um, I guess, including missing soldiers. Um, and so somehow now, I mean, just the one thing the movie did get right from the games is that it's very international, right? Like the cast and everything, mm-hmm. all the different um, ethnicities. Although some of the nationalities and things like that do get a little mixed up, and I think changed as uh, for some of the characters, uh, in particular, E. Honda. Uh, in the game is uh, a Japanese sumo wrestler, uh, yeah, here but, he's Hawaiian. but here he's Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, so for some reason they decided to change that, uh, and he's a cameraman. <laughs> I,
3: I, I think it's because the actor is Hawaiian, right? And yeah, they, they just changed yeah. it.
0: Um, but yeah, so some some changes like that. But I mean, there are you know there's plenty of elements from the game series. Now, I mean, the game series of course is just two people fighting. It's a fighting game, you know, uh, one player versus the other one. So um, it's not too. Uh, not too deep, but there is a plot. Uh, there is some, some lore, like we were saying earlier. Um, and as as the series has gone on, obviously more has been added to it, uh, much like with the Mario Brothers games, where they've just made so many at this point that they start to actually have a plot. They start to have like sort of world-building going on and stuff like that. So... Um, at this time, there wasn't too much of that, but they, you, know, you still have the characters, and I think the characters um, of the game are, are really the core of, of what's interesting uh, for a fighting game. Um, so you do get all the characters, um, most of them anyway, <laughs> they kind of get thrown in there and maybe half, haphazardly or not used as well as they could have been, but um, um, there, many of them are there, and I think the director did fight to have a lot of the characters in the movie. Um, did you recognize most of the characters, uh, Jeremy, or was, or was, were a lot of them kind of unfamiliar? Uh, a, good, a good, amount. Yeah.
1: A good amount. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, it was, I wouldn't recognize them by name necessarily mm. or like know anything about them, yeah. but it was like, oh, visually I, I, I recognize that character from my memory bank.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie, um, you know, we keep referring to Mar- Super Mario Brothers because that was the last film that we talked about in the series. Um, and like that movie, this one does not really take itself too, too seriously, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, again, th- sort of tongue-in-cheek and, and campy. Um, but And it's also not as effects-heavy as Super Mario Brothers, I noticed. Um, there is some impressive set design going on, though um Mm -hmm. and obviously like they include a lot of nods to the video game uh backgrounds environments and stuff like that uh the different stages for the characters yeah i was gonna say
3: the uh the statue in in sabat's uh in sabat's lair and stuff where where they Mm -hmm. do the uh where they do the cage fighting and stuff like that that is the same exact statue from the video game when you fight in sabat's lair so Mm -hmm. like they 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 yeah there's there's they did take their time mm -hmm. to look through that stuff
0: yeah exactly yeah you kind of have to look for it but a lot of that stuff is is there um I certainly think Super Mario Brothers is the better-looking movie, just because it kind of has that Mm -hmm. weird, like, dark aesthetic, that like sort of dystopian thing going on. Um, A lot more cohesive, I guess. This one kind of feels more all over the place. um, But I think I, I saw the director described he wanted to make like a, it was like James Bond. Star Wars, uh, so, you know, just a, like a bunch of different things kind of mashed together. And, I, you know, am I am I, I the only one that, that kind feels of
3: like uh, that feels like Super Mario Brothers was made to look like if Super Mario existed in the Blade Runner world?
0: Oh, it's it's 100 yeah. percent. Oh, it totally is. But yeah. I think that's why it's so cool. That's, like, that's, that's so why it's yeah. so cool about it. Yeah, Right. But whereas this mm-hmm. movie, I feel like it's kind of just, yeah, more generic, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, some impressive sets and you do get that James Bond vibe for sure. Like yeah, the- I, you know, you know, it's
1: weird. The movie I kept thinking of while I was watching this, mm-hmm. and I think it's because I saw it at like nine years old, and it, it fell in love with it. Is uh, Austin Powers? Mm-hmm. As I was watching this, my, for some reason, my brain just kept going to Austin Powers, and I think it was yeah. kind of the. The evil guy <laughs> in a lair and you know yeah,
3: but, yeah. But, but surprisingly not too far off in time like mm-hmm. 1994 this came yeah. out when the first yeah. 1998 mm-hmm. 1997 the first austin powers came yeah. out so and that yeah. was
0: mocking james bond too so yeah it was kind yeah, of yeah so I, I was like yeah. like
1: i don't know it's, it's one of those weird things from like i can't exactly place what what it is mm-hmm. but i'm like there's something about the feeling of this one obviously austin powers is much more you know it, it's designed to be a satire <laughs> um whereas this one's a little tongue-in-cheek but kind of falls somewhere in between yeah um But, yeah, that one just kept kept popping into my head as I was watching Mm -hmm. this, which felt like a a bizarre but somehow totally logical uh, connection.
0: Now, something Dave mentioned that I wanted to talk about because I found it very interesting. So, with the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, Nintendo was very hands-off. They were almost kind of like hey just do what you want we're gonna just stand over here um which again now i feel like that would never happen but at the time never, never it was more years. of like a yeah it was more of like a curiosity of like oh they're gonna make a well, movie out i mean of it.
3: currently they have they they ha- they are working yeah. on another super yeah Mario we mentioned that movie. yeah they're making and their own and one. they want they wanted chris pratt and nintendo got chris Pratt. oh they got so. chris pratt yeah mm-hmm.
0: i still think bob hoskins is better but that's just me um <laughs> it's a shame he's just been dead for 15 I, know, years, Dave, but, yeah. I know clearly um but uh, anyway, so my point was uh, Capcom, the creators of Street Fighter video game, were very involved with this film and they wanted to be very involved. Um, Dave, as you mentioned, um, but Capcom was a co-financier of the film um, and every aspect of the production was uh, required to have approval by them. So, um, you know, that, that they were very involved with it. So they cannot plead uh, the fifth on this one. They cannot say they, they were not uh, aware of what was going on. They were certainly aware. And uh, like you said, Dave, they actually they insisted on Van Damme as the star of the film.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Fox when it came to uh, Wolverine Origins or X-Men Origins Wolverine, where like Fox just kind of like stepped in and took over production away from Gavin Hood. Mm -hmm. Capcom very much did a very similar thing to this production where they kind of stepped in and, and took over production so much so that It almost hampered it. Like, I understand where they thought they were protecting their property and they were trying to deliver a product that was more in line with the product that they've been putting out in the video games. But I think Mm -hmm. if they had just kind of let D'Souza and the rest of the production go the way they wanted to go, they may have come out with a slightly better product. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to say a good product because a slightly better one, though.
0: Well, they had seen what happened with the, the box office failure of the Super Mario Brothers movie, and I think they were basically saying, like, you know, we, we don't want to try to do what they did and just try to take the game and, and make it into a movie. We want to just kind of do our own thing and maybe just give some nods to the game, which is kind of funny because that's what I feel like the Super Mario Brothers movie actually did. But um, yeah. I guess that was how they approached it, um, and that's why it is, you know, it's almost un- unrecognizable in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, to the video games um it is interesting
1: to see kind of that progression though as we as we continue to move through this series Mm -hmm. of how you know once once there's precedent for these these companies and it's like well you know when you're talking super mario bros it's like how do we make a movie out of a video game? And no one has any clue because it's never well, been done before. that was the before. first one, right? Yeah. And now well, it's like, now we get to this one, it's like, oh, like, like we start mm-hmm. to see how, oh, well, the company's going to be more involved mm-hmm. and they're going to try to shape it this way and that way. And, you know, I mean, I haven't seen the other movies, but I, I'm definitely curious to see how we get from A to B or where, or where mm-hmm. we I mean, are now. We-
3: Without getting into it too much, because I know you guys are going to be doing it soon, like the the Mortal Kombat production had the luxury of coming out a year later, even though that film mm-hmm. was in production mm-hmm. before another, Street Fighter was. Another major Street Fighter came out. Another major fighting game in the arcades. At yeah, the time. exactly. They, they had the luxury of coming out after, so mm-hmm. they they knew how to avoid maybe some of mm-hmm. those pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Like Ed Boon, who created Mortal Kombat, was on set for a lot of the of the Mortal Kombat movie, but he didn't get involved too much and I think they saw the cartoonish nature of this movie yeah. and the flop that it was and went like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. gotta go gritty, we gotta go real, yeah. we gotta go well, hard also, with Mortal Kombat. Also it's a difference
0: between like an actual like a, a company being on set and an actual yeah. creator a being person. on set, right? Yeah. A person, yeah, yeah. So and,
3: and, and also um, even styles of video game. Like if, if mm-hmm. you were if you were a kid arguing with another kid on the playground over Street Fighter and, and Mortal Kombat, you were arguing about how realistic Mortal Kombat was, yeah. right? Yeah. Because they, v- they motion was, captured yeah. Right, they motion-captured people, right. and they, 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 they put true-to-life images on it the screen. It wasn't as whereas, cartoonish, yeah. Right, Street Fighter was a cartoon, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that when we talk about the <laughs> video game for the movie yes, a little bit I'm more sure likely. you can't
0: wait. So. <laughs> um, so, now, why is this movie so bad? I thought about this a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, now, when we talk about the production, um, so one of the main issues I'm sure the filmmakers ran into in creating this film is simply... I love how you
3: say production <laughs> and not just the word cocaine. <laughs> just, well, not, just say cocaine. I haven't gotten there yet. Because the difference yeah. between Mortal Kombat and this was that Mortal Kombat didn't get Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> and his cocaine addiction.
0: If only. That's it. Well, you know, it, there's a lot of things that can lead to a bad film, right? But um, I guess if I had to pinpoint one of the things, and I've touched on this a little bit, is it's just simply the sheer abundance of characters. I mean, how do you fit them all in and still have a coherent story? Um, you could do what World Combat did with their film, which made a lot of sense, and have a tournament. Crazy idea. Um, but this film did not do that. So it, it you know, but it, it's it's not so strange how it works all these different characters into the film. Um, but it does it in a, a, a sort of a vague way, and it only touches on each character, so you really don't get any kind of, like, really un- a deep understanding of any one character. And they all kind of come off as very cartoonish, very two-dimensional but i mean how did you guys feel about the the way that most of the characters came off in the film did you get a good mm-hmm. sense of the characters because there are so many of them or did you feel like um, you really didn't understand like you know much
1: about I them? i feel like that? i got a sense of certain characters mm-hmm. you know okay like the uh what, what's her name i'm sorry because i'm Ch- uh, chun li chun li yeah, yeah. like i know. felt like like her character arc was kind of
3: interesting yeah, her, how, kind of her backstory how and bison
0: stuff. came to her village um, and it was the worst day of her life Whatever. I mean,
3: can we talk about how Guile is just completely hypocritical? Like, where, where he's just, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, He's talking to Chung li about justice and how Guile can't be brought down by revenge and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he's like, because I already have, like, I, I already want revenge on, on Guile. And I'm like, you fucking hypocritical son of a <laughs> bitch, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Like, he speaks about truth and justice and all this stuff. And then there's a moment where he wants to kill Blanca just because mm-hmm. he is a monster. And I'm like... are like, I didn't, it didn't fit with it. Like, I talked to Mark a little bit before mm-hmm. we recorded, and I was like, there in the third act, everybody has a character change. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Everyone sure. does, it's Almost yeah. And almost all, and, and none of it makes mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. fucking sense no. whatsoever. <laughs> no. With the exception not, of Bison, everybody
0: has a it's character It's all just nonsense. Change. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it yeah. absolutely is. Because, yeah, when you take that many characters and try to make it work, it's just to me, it's just not going to work in the way you would want it to. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really ends up making no sense at all. And, and yeah, like these characters do one eighties out of nowhere at the end. And, and I guess try to make, to try to like attempt to make them more like their video game characters, but it feels really tacked on, like just at the end of the movie. Um,
3: but yeah, it, it's it's like they tried to evolve them, but instead of, yeah. like, you know, a slow evolution, they just took the Pokemon route, and they're they, they just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. bright white flash, and then now they're a new, complete yeah. different character. Like, to and me, they say Raichu instead of Pikachu.
0: Yeah. To me, it was more like they put all these different characters together in the same situation, I guess, and, like, and just hoped that there was enough familiarity to the video game that that people wouldn't ask too many questions or care too much, I guess. But, um, but I will say... Um, Yeah, again, like this movie is perplexing probably to people who who even know the game and people who who don't. So like I'm sure general audiences that saw the film were were very confused, although the film was a box office success. Dave, I did double check that because you mentioned that it, it wasn't. Uh, earlier when we were talking about the movie, but um, everything I've read
3: has said that it wasn't really. So, okay. but that well, doesn't mean oh, that oh. that doesn't mean that it isn't. I, I think mm-hmm. internationally, this is probably more of a success than it was mm-hmm. domestically. Yeah,
0: despite negative views, I saw the film grossed 33 million domestically and then 66 million uh, worldwide, Dave. So, so for earning over double its budget, production budget. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, but I don't. You got to. Rem- I don't know how much. Of, of this production went into, went, in, went into, you know, mm. selling it and stuff like that. Yeah. Went into, But essentially went into promotion.
0: It, it made money. Um, you know, and f- also
3: went into the development of a really lackluster mm. video game version of it. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about arcades, that. Don't worry. But,
0: but I guess compared I to, really want to, yeah, I know <laughs> I can tell you're chomping at the bit. Um, we'll get there, but I, trust me. But, um, so I guess comparing it to super Mario brothers movie, which we keep doing because we, how can you not? Um, that so that film came out and was a disaster right that was a financial failure and i guess what i'm trying to say is that this film well it definitely broke even and it did make some money as well um again critically panned (laughs) you know it was not a a well-liked film but it did make some money um just i guess being just an action film with hey jean-claude van damme i guess it paid off for capcom putting him in there as the lead actor um but jeremy what (laughs) what what did you see did you see anything about it's box office or anything like that. So, so I just uh, you could be the search, tiebreaker uh, for us. <laughs> yeah. So, so
1: I'm I'm seeing that it looks like it did make some money. Okay. Um, I'm just I'm and once again going off of Wikipedia, oh, here, yeah, which of course. Is, well, as I'm... we all know, the most <laughs> accurate source of information. Wikipedia and the IMDb. I mean, it was only... the, the the authority. Yeah. Uh, it's saying it earned Capcom a return of hundred sixty-five million dollars from box office and home media. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is one of those ones that media. was probably very successful with rentals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is
3: is this my chance to uh to jump in? For, oh yeah, please. Yeah. So Capcom uh negotiated themselves a pretty sweet deal here where they got the majority of the back end on this for home video release, rentals, mm-hmm. um, and broadcast Reshowings of it Mm -hmm. so every time you watched this movie as a kid on television capcom got a million dollars to this day this film is still funding capcom video games because they get a million dollars every time it is shown Mm -hmm. and i have to assume that that goes towards streaming services now as well because a lot of those deals were amended when streaming services came out so that means every time a streaming service picks this up it it gets a portion of that when the streaming service pays the studio oh. to to have it on their platform. Well, I did so my part, Dave. Capcom I, still makes money on I it.
0: I own too. the DVD. I did my part. I, I <laughs> put my money yeah. where my, you, my mouth is, and I actually yeah. bought this movie. Well, it's a long time ago, but
3: <laughs> you 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 helped fund Marvel vs. Capcom, which is by far my favorite fighting game yeah. series that Capcom it's oh, yes. Not Street Fighter.
0: Uh, so. But uh yeah, so. The film did all right. Um, yeah, I think like like you said, rental, uh, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I think that had something to do with it as well.
1: I, I think with, I think with a lot of the movies, well, or if not all of the movies we're talking about in this series, I would imagine that a huge part of their their lasting legacy is the blockbuster uh, rentals yeah blockbuster which is <laughs> yeah. hence the name of our hence series the name right um <laughs> yeah.
0: and uh, now dave according to Steve, uh the director de souza uh capcom loved the movie apparently so they were happy oh with they, it. they 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 apps they were very yeah. happy with so,
3: it. and yeah speaking of blockbuster i did work at Blockbuster. oh dave did work years. at blockbuster
0: as did my brother <laughs> okay cool just a little <laughs> side note there you know he's got he's got some cred
3: um i got i got some cred and this movie was rented quite a fair bit, and I as, it, was, yeah. as was Super Mario Brothers, as was Mortal Kombat. Right. So. <laughs>
0: well, You, know, you gotta, gotta have the bad movie nights, right? Um, I used to have some of those. Um, but yeah, so, now Dave, I know you've been wanting to talk about this. <laughs> Another thing you've been chomping at the bit to talk about. Uh, so Van Damme, uh, let's talk about him during the production of the film, because it does explain a lot, right? So he had a very big drug problem, apparently, um, doing $10,000 worth of cocaine a week. And, yeah. on top of that, He was having an affair with Kylie Minogue, apparently.
3: A little gossip for you. For sure.
0: sure. Um, Which, you know,
3: can you fault him? I mean, Kylie Minogue. Well, it wound Um, up becoming a problem because oftentimes they would have to look for him in Minogue's trailer. Yeah, they were always (laughs) trying to find him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it was like Belushi on the set of of uh, of any movie, kid, Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah, and Eddie. Movie, yeah. yeah, but Blues Brothers, where right. he was disappearing all the time, right. and Dan Aykroyd was having to literally babysit him. They assigned somebody, a wrangler, to follow right? <laughs> Van Damme around, a wrangler yeah. who would work with him. And the wrangler had a fucking drug problem yeah. too. So, that, <laughs> so they oh just wound so up that, being buddies. So that and didn't just help doing much. Drugs yeah. together.
0: Yeah. So he was yeah not to be found a lot, and he was always calling in sick apparently. Uh, leaving the set, uh, showing up late, uh, sometimes not and showing up at all. And then
3: constantly trying to redo the production's mm-hmm. uh, fight choreography. Right. And trying to teach people things <laughs> that they weren't supposed to know for their fight scenes that's and a, stuff.
0: Because yeah, that's he's a special just feature on, uh, on the DVD, actually. Is him. Yeah. It shows him like teaching, uh, like I think on the set, like as they're filming, he's like showing the other actors how to do some stunts. Not and stuff something like that. he was hired to
3: right, do. Right, yeah. but well, but he was, he was perhaps. just up and, you know
1: perhaps of his salary of eight million dollars which with inflation i looked up is over 15 million oh dollars by today's standards which he is felt like, an obligation he felt an obligation he's like i have to go above and beyond so yeah or he was just
0: out of his mind who knows um, <laughs> but he uh but you, yeah when you watch the movie it does make a lot of sense when you when you have that in mind um and apparently so on top of you know the complications with raul julia and his, his illness and all that uh switching scenes around uh, you know the actual like the production and all that um on top of and that and let's not
3: forget capcom's daily notes to the, the daily notes to coming in those, right that uh-huh. stuff like that so
0: on top of all that you have a lot of Van shifting Damme and pivoting. not uh, not helping anything by by bringing this with him. It's funny because they spent so much money on him and it just it caused him all these different issues and they had to change the order of, of scenes around the film and stuff like that. So he's a star, baby. I he know.
1: He bright. was, you know. But he once again, once again they made money. They did. You they know, got, like I, at the, at the end of the day, if you're Capcom, you, they had the, you, you get Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> they had the and muscles. you make a bunch of money and they had the muscles from Everyone's muscles, right? happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure someone bought a new car, new house from this movie.
3: I still laugh at hearing his accent. And seeing that American flag, yeah, it's it's just perplexing,
0: yeah. you know. I mean, look, anyone could be an American, but it's just it's so he's so no, yeah, yeah it's, so it's not a it's not a tear down. It's just
3: it's weird for him to be portrayed as the all American guy. It's yeah.
0: off, yeah, it's an off casting choice for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so now the the one of the final things I want to talk about or touch on at least is just how the movie handled the adaptation. I mean, how did how did it go? And I would say, not very well. <laughs> uh, they're, so they're fighting games right Street Fighter they're fighting games uh, one player against the other but I do think in my opinion they are good games I mean they're well made fighting games and I do think there is a lot of story and a lot of cool characters and I think they did deserve better than this um, and there is very little actual street fighting to be had or to be seen in the film <laughs> not really any martial arts or, or anything not much hand to hand fighting at all uh, besides the final fight, I guess, between Guile and, and mm-hmm. Bison. Um, you know, because he kind of challenges him and they have, they have this face-off at the end. Um, there are lots of guns. And I guess like... many guns. I guess generic action. Uh, it's definitely, again, uh, more of a generic action movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because <laughs> I mentioned there's not much actual fighting in the in the movie. And there's a scene early on where we're about to see Ryo uh, actually face off with Vega. Uh, you know the guy with the claws in the in the, what is it like a Spanish uh, re- is it like a wrestling ring or something like that? Uh, but they're they're about to square off and it's like oh okay these are two iconic like characters from the game and you know it's kind of cool and then they're they're about to get into it and just before they do the scene gets interrupted by Guile crashing into the arena. Uh, so it's just like these weird priorities. Uh, You're all
3: under arrest. Right. It's
0: like <laughs> wait we were about to see a fight you know I mean and we kind of do see it later on I guess they're kind of building up to it mm-hmm. sort
3: of. Uh, but you do, but all I, yeah. the fight scenes at the end were so were so, so quick. overproduced. Yeah. and yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. You know, almost I like an afterthought. I, I do like that everybody got to square off against yeah. somebody on the opposite team. But at least we got that. At the same time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. It, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't well done. Good production. Yeah. I, I I was
1: kind of waiting the entire time for like. You know, like a Bruce Lee style. Mm-hmm. We just put basically put the camera in one place on a dolly. Yeah. And just let yeah. them go. Like a nice for yeah. like mm-hmm. a
3: minute or two Static without shot. any cuts. Yeah. And then and it just it just no, never never showed up.
0: Very little fighting to be seen. Um
3: well I mean, you gotta remember back then they weren't shooting on digital, so film cost mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And to allow for a one shot to go through mm-hmm. would yeah. be astronomically and they already
0: they already blew their budget on Van Damme well at least
1: at least with you know Jean-Claude Van Damme doing you know when you have Bruce Lee it's not a problem because you know he's going to nail it that's true (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme may be showing up and also when you're trying to make
0: it seem like the actors are maybe doing things that they wouldn't really be able to do yeah they can't I don't think like yeah yeah, because I don't think many of the I mean in Bruce Lee movies a lot of the Actors are like actually stunt people, or you know, people that know yeah. what they're yeah. doing. Most of these people
3: were uh, not, we're not, were yeah. not <laughs> stunt people. Besides Van pretty much. they did not how to. Uh, mm-hmm. This was actually, uh, uh, I think, uh, Ming way's first, first like action production. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she would go on to be kind of like an old hat at it later on, but this was kind of like mm-hmm. her first time mm-hmm. out doing it. So, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, so while there wasn't much fighting going on, I do think they got some of the different styles of the characters right, like some of the like the fighting styles and the and again that like international flair that the particularly the second Street Fighter game has, where you kind of travel to different countries and stuff to to fight these. Oh, you're styles.
3: talking about World Tour. Yeah,
0: well, I mean that that was like kind of the conceit of a lot of the, the early Street Fighter games. is, like you would absolutely you would go to these different uh, countries and to to fight different people. So they mostly kept that intact. Um, Again, it feels a little more arbitrary, a little more tacked on, superficial. Uh, but it's it's mostly there. um some differences from the game. and uh, and then uh, the other thing. so <laughs> when people make the argument that video games don't adapt well to film, I think this movie Street Fighter is, is one of the one of the major examples that they bring up. And look, I get it, like adapting video games to film. It's got to be tricky, right? In a lot of ways, it's um, well, it's
3: super tricky because a video game is your experience, yeah. right? Yeah. It's your experience playing that. Oh, it's completely with different. Game. Yeah. So. So to then put it on film and then to tell you how your experience should fold yeah. uh, unfold, mm-hmm. it, it's it's incredibly difficult for someone who played the video game, especially a then fighting game too. Yeah, it. especially a fighting game, right? Right. So um, it's and it's they made, they like, just
0: made a lot of odd choices from beginning to end. Like they just <laughs> right. they pretty much got everything wrong. It's, it seems like um, lots of strange choices yeah. uh, from casting. If, to if they made
3: this movie to to fit how I played video games back then, I would spam the trip button and just hit uppercut <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs>
0: I will say some decent set design though going on. I mean, it's pretty impressive some of it. Um, I, also, I, I, another I
1: impressive, another impressive thing was the explosions. I think Lots there were some <laughs> fine explosions. Yeah. The, I'm not normally a sucker for explosions, but like there were a few in this. While I was like, you know, like damn, damn. <laughs> like they really,
3: really yeah. went for it. <laughs> I mean, the stealth boat was sexy. I mean, I I liked it. You know, I thought the helmets that they were wearing inside of it were kind of stupid. (laughs) Uh, But apparently, they didn't have the. It It was pretty sexy. They
0: didn't have the the the, or they they weren't legally allowed to have. They wanted to have helicopters in that final scene where they're approaching the base. No, the but Taiwanese
3: government uh, would not. Uh, the 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 Thailand government would not give them permission yeah. for for airspace. So they had to use, which the is boats. why they changed it to the boats. I'm gonna get but in it my ball. Makes sense with the story yeah. because they <laughs> tell you in the beginning of the movie that this is a war over a port city, and the port yeah. city is very important. Right. So having the boats attack from the port and having Bison, which he has a great line where he says like he, he's going to turn the uh, he's going to turn the waterfront into into a uh, commercial property mm-hmm. and every. Every single, uh, like, like, every single big corporation is going to want in on it. He's like, all of them are going to want in on it. So much so that he, uh, his new government already has money spent in the mm-hmm. fact that he made bison bucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Bison bucks.
3: Is a fucking great like, yeah. the thing that happens at the end where the bad guys get away and they're like, I got my severance and they open it up and bison it's bison bucks. That is a good gag. A g- a g- yeah, gag. It's a good, it so
0: good.
1: There's some good gags in funny. there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in the movie, and I don't even know the character's name, but but the guy who uh, at, at the end was like, "Oh, this is my severance yeah, day." Yeah, the DJ. Uh, when yeah. he's having the conversation about Bison with his uh-huh. very muscular coworker, if either of you remember his name, please help me out. Zangief. Yes.
3: Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. You're talking about uh, talking about Zen- Zangief. It's, I think it's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. DJ and, and Zangief, and, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and he's like, and, and he's like, "Oh, but he is the bad guy," and then Zangief is like. Well well then why are you doing this? He's like, I got paid a lot of money. <laughs> you got like, paid free- <laughs> and then he just turns he like almost like plays the camera and just goes like yeah. you got paid?
3: Yeah. Like, like, Which I think is a was, pretty good. I, I, a pretty good I joke, laughed yeah. out loud. Hey, I yeah, I, did that, too, was, I was like, that's that genuinely
0: kinda of funny. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It's genuinely like, funny.
3: Because that, that that's a commentary on Jean-Claude Van Damme. He <laughs> <Yeah>. got paid. <laughs> and no one <laughs> <laughs> else Van, did. Van exactly. Van Damme,
1: Van Damme books. <laughs> Uh, that, that that actually wasn't the character, that was the actor having a moment <laughs> yeah, thinking exactly. about his, his
0: co workers yeah, on Quarload.
3: But y yeah, But Geef's character turn was just one of those turns, like he was like this hapless idiot and then he just turns yeah. good at the end and I'm kind just of, like, yeah. okay, I mean that one you kind of
0: it. Yeah, that one you kind of buy because he kinda of seems like he's a little Little, yeah, he's, little, you know, little, he's got that. He's got like that a lunk big type. Yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. does what people tell him. Yeah, so, yeah. but I did think that was funny. Um And you mentioned explosions, Jeremy. And it, there was something yeah. I read where that I think that last explosion that happens in the film actually wasn't planned to be that grandiose. Like it wasn't supposed to. Yeah, it's huge. It went off like way bigger than they thought it was going to. So they of course captured it's like it Tropic and, Thunder. Yeah, yeah. So Cause they, cause yeah, I was exactly. looking at it,
1: like it's it's a big. <laughs> we're in like a super super yeah. wide. And it's a big explosion in the scope of the shot. Mm -hmm. But then you realize how far back it's happening in the frame. (laughs) Like, it's like a hundred feet or probably more behind Mm -hmm. everything else. And it's
3: still massive. Some key grip just just flicked the cigarette into a box (laughs) of gunpowder. Yeah, like, it was huge. At the exact right time. (laughs) Apparently, like, yeah, apparently they were even
0: surprised, like, on the set. They were like, wow. I did, like, it was not supposed to happen like that. So,
3: uh, Which is that's, not something
1: you want to be surprised
3: no, about. That's what three tons they, of TNT looks like. But they did capture guessing. it on
0: film. You, you mentioned how expensive yeah. the film is, but they got the shot, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the last thing I want to talk about, about the movie is, before we get to the tying game, uh, is, uh, so now we mentioned this before, but it's, it's a very gradual thing. But by the end of the film, the characters finally... At least look like they do from the video, video game series. Um, they have the recognizable costumes on and everything like that, and they even do like their winning pose at the very end. It's the very last shot of all the characters, which is like a cool thing, and it's, it's almost yeah. like, you know I was kind of like, all right, you know. That you, at least you get something, but it, it does feel almost like the entire movie exists. And I've always thought this about this movie. It exists just for that final shot, right? It just, yeah. It's <laughs> like where all the characters are, are there together, and, and they all look like the characters from the game. And it's like, why didn't you just do that from the beginning? That's what I always thought. Yeah. Like, why were, I mean, you know. honestly,
3: if you want to get real about the 90s, this, this movie existed to self. Toys. Well, selling true, toys true. about video games yeah. didn't really work, so it existed to to uh-huh. be successful enough for kids to like mm-hmm. it, for them to make a cartoon out of it, for right. them to then make a which they did. They did make a cartoon series, out of which out of this all movie. All of it came to fruition, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> the evil we, plan. We go back to yeah. we go back to THX 1138. It was mm-hmm. George Lucas's plan the entire time when he made Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
0: was, I mean, I guess this film could Sorry. be looked at as sort of like an origin story of sorts. I guess if you maybe look. Well, at it actually, that, that way, was going
3: to be one of my praises for it yeah. was that there is no origin story here. We hear about Chung Li's origin, but yeah. it's not something that's expressly shown. Well, I mean, or well, we, I meant
0: origin in the in the way that they appear, um, right? Like. Like faithful to the the video game adaptation but only I get at the it end. Yeah. yeah
3: but so. I mean Bison just is he's just this he's just mm. this force this yeah. this this he's just international evil. force evil of dictator. destruction yep uh, and Guile is like growing up, how many generals or, or colonels or captains did you know the name of that were in the UN or the United States? None of us knew any of them. Mm. Right? Like grown, but like Guile's on TV, like yeah. this like this like this, you know, rogue who's <laughs> who's out there and everybody knows who Guile is. Like, yeah. <laughs> which is which is just weird yeah, to it me. Is, like, it w- they talk about the <laughs> warmongering in the movie yeah. that him and Bison are of the same coin, just on opposite mm-hmm. sides. And and to me I was just like the, the the media was the enemy here because it's lofting them both there up. is there is so, definitely a world to this very movie. true to this day and, and
0: jeremy like you said jeremy it really throws you in like right in the beginning like you're just in this yeah. very strange world uh mm-hmm. which i don't even know how you would describe it really but it's just yeah Well, it's, it's a very
1: it's a very complicated conflict
0: <laughs> very like yes. i'm
1: like like i'm like this is harder to I, follow than yeah. actual news like, like there, are, there are real wars that make more sense <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. know i was like wow
3: you know yeah i think it's yeah, just It's almost like they were like this is vietnam but it's not yeah quite vietnam not quite it's like it's yeah. it's yeah it's more like noriega or <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like it's we're, we're taking out drug it's lords like here. these guys that's, are evil yeah about. they're
0: evil um and mm-hmm. and again i think like you said dave they were trying to appeal to a mass audience here like you know video games aside they wanted to sell toys they wanted to get people like into the, the franchise so um, and we have to remember this is still very early on with these adaptations of video games and uh, video games, you know, at the time, uh, they still a little bit art now, but especially then to really look down upon like much like more than they are now. I think like they were seen more as like a niche hobby for younger audiences, stuff like that, um, because they really well, this is
3: during this is during like the the whole Joe Biden war yeah. on video games. Well, this, also during the, the time, mothers against yeah, it and mothers against yeah, the that. violence
0: and. and I mean, oh. it was seen as a trend, essentially, because it was, um, yeah. you know, but arcades at this time were huge and fighting games in particular actually sort of saved arcades and, and kind of brought a new wave of of kids coming. But in, this so is
3: this is also how you make it appealing to kids again yeah. when their mothers are telling them you can't watch it. When you make mm-hmm. a movie that like maybe mom could go watch with with boy girl and, and see it and they could be like, yeah, you can play this. Mm-hmm. That's OK. Because well, like, I, I like the muscles from Brussels. Yeah, so yeah. exactly. <laughs> you have that
0: appeal. Um, it is like the filmmakers, um, they tried to play both sides of the coin a little bit. It's like, we're going to take these main ideas and these characters from the games and attempt to cash in on them, but we're going to change them and make them more generic and not really make it like the game. So to me, it's sort of like a, almost like a cynical way of doing it. Um, yeah. And again, like, one again, yeah, I mean, at the time, again, it's like video games were seen in a certain kind of light and maybe look down upon a little bit more so maybe that's why um Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's why the movie is the way it is for for one of the reasons anyway um well well i
1: think them chasing that pg-13 rating is like the perfect metaphor you know yeah. where it's like yeah. you know, it's it's like trying to have your cake and eat mm-hmm. it too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you yeah, know, you're yeah. not just gonna go for the R. You're not gonna yeah, go don't for want R, the G. You're don't gonna want try, have a
0: little
3: bit yeah. of both
1: and find that spicy. <laughs> right. Meal. I
3: mean it's 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 a line that literally has walked to this day. PG thirteen is that sweet spot for mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. summer blockbuster. The new Batman so, mm-hmm. movie
0: I just saw uh, the one that's coming out is everyone thought it was gonna be rated R, but it's PG thirteen. I said of PG-13. course it is. You know it's fine. of course it's PG thirteen. Yeah. But Batman is a PG thirteen character. I'm sorry if you even I mean Batman has always yeah, been dark, but He's always been PG thirteen, so you know. Yeah. If it's not Frank
3: Miller writing it, it's yeah, it's PG thirteen. Exactly.
0: Um, but I do think so. Yeah. At, at this time, they weren't really embracing video games as much, even though they were making movies based off them. Um, at least up until Mortal Kombat. Um, I think that film does embrace the source material a lot more and is much more successful for it. Of course, it could be argued it's also just as campy and uh, quote unquote bad. But again, I think it was much more faithful. Uh, to the video games at least Uh, so you could say that for it Um, and we'll you know it was the first one to really do that but we'll get to that um, in in a couple episodes Um, but it is is strange uh, to think that being faithful to the original games would be seen as risky like that's just the thing Mm -hmm. that kind of got that got me thinking like you know it's just very strange uh, but, that's t- but at the, the time, time it, was, it was
3: seen as you were only appealing to 8 9 yeah, 10, exactly. 11 yeah. year old boys right. if you were if you were making it yeah. faithful to the video game and you wanted to appeal to a general audience right. which is why that PG-13 was so important mm-hmm. for them to get right and they got it <laughs> so
0: um, so that's you know pretty much all I wanted to discuss about the film itself um, I do want to just mention of course so the the movie Street Fighter is based on the video game series Street Fighter And was also made into a video game itself uh, after the movie came out. So now this is very strange. It is a fighting game where they actually took the actors um, and had them—they put sensors on their body, and they would capture their movements, uh, much like was done for the Mortal Kombat games. So yeah, photo realistic. Yeah, they would film them via motion capture, basically, and they um, would—you know—so they put them into the game. So you're essentially playing the actors playing the characters from the game um, in this new game. It's very weird because, again, the movie is based on a game. So it's just like yeah. there's like another layer there. And it's a bad game. I actually, Dave, I actually went back and, and played, a, uh, played it. Uh, oh, I, no, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, 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 it's terrible. as bad as and, I remembered. It's um
3: and, and, and here's the worst <laughs> part of it. So, so first off, every single one of the actors in their contract, this was part of their contract. They had to yeah, do most, motion capture. most of
0: the actors, except for Raul Julia, because he, again, was just so right. ill at the time, he wasn't able to do it, but... Right. They used right. his uh, stunt double, I think.
3: To the part where, like, Greg Rainwater, who plays T-Hawk in this... Um, they, they they decided to do this motion capture after production, mm-hmm. but he had rapped for the day and, and the Capcom studios act, or it was actually IG Studios, uh someone who Capcom hired mm-hmm. who did photorealistic stuff. So they went to his trailer and knocked on his trailer. When he didn't answer, they they got a production assistant to open his trailer. He had cleared out and he had left, which is why Hawk <laughs> is not that's why he's not in. Oh, is the that video why they game. have that random character? Because the act um, because Rainwater, the actor
0: Fucking yeeted out of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, can you blame him? You know, <laughs> yeah, um, he he didn't do it. It is funny but, uh, though because I mean, it, yeah. there's like a random uh, character uh, so, in the game that I was like, "Why is this guy here?" And I, maybe that's why because they had to like replace him with somebody.
3: Um, no, it was so it was it was Capcom just. It, they were chasing the – who, at the time, midway with Mortal Kombat, was beating them yeah. in sales. They were beating them critically. They were beating them all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Capcom just associated it to the fact that it's because it's photorealistic. Yeah. So let's make a Street Fighter <laughs> to movie game that is photorealistic. We'll use all the actors from the movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to love it. It's going to have Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. They wanted to they have their realize, cake
0: and eat it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: What they didn't realize is that Capcom had spent so much time making these rendered images of Street Fighter characters in his cartoonish fashion that they had no clue. Yeah. How to do what Midway was doing over there? <laughs> it's a whole so different animal, st- yeah. Right, so they brought in a completely different studio called IG Studios, which is I, I forget what it stands for, but they brought them in. They're still they're, they still do video games today, um, but they, I believe they mainly do like uh, arcade and, and slot. <laughs> so games this didn't bankrupt like them. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so 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 they they bring them in to do it and stuff like that, but they still weren't at the level that Midway was at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, they've been doing so, it for years at that point. Yeah. So the arcade game comes out. And the movements are all stiff. None yeah. Of slow. Th- none of very the same. Slow. Yeah. None of the same. N- none of the same pizzazz that was there with yeah. with the Mortal Kombat games or any previous Street Street Fighter games was yeah. there. It was a very boring game, and it was not <laughs> boring getting the quarters. It's a good word
0: for it, boring. Because yeah, yeah, it the, wasn't getting the quarters. The Street Fighter uh, the original games are just known for being just really tight, really quick. Uh, you know they're known for being very good fighting games, and then when you yeah. when you play this version of the game, it's just so slow and sluggish, and, and like you said, Dave, it's very boring. It's just so Capcom terrible to play. always <laughs> always
3: quick on the pivot was like, that's fine if it's not doing great in the arcades. We got these home systems now. What we're going to do is we're going to completely remake the game with the same yeah. with 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 the same <laughs> images, so but now we're gonna we're gonna animate over them. <laughs> to to make them more like the original Street Fighter games with a mix of that photorealistic nature and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And while it was more successful um, and, and it was slightly better, it still had the same slow pace yeah. to it that just didn't match the rest of the Street Fighter games. But Capcom was so into doing this that Street Fighter, the movie, the game, was originally titled Street Fighter 3. Oh, I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> They did not, really glad they, they, they did not wind it. up doing it. Yeah, But, I mean, they, they even felt like they had to add characters who they couldn't fit into the movie, into it. Uh, yeah, the fans uh, and, were
0: clamoring for the, the other characters. Yeah, and sure. the production was
3: like a shit show to yeah. the point where, like, people's makeup was just, like, falling off and stuff like that. Like, especially yeah. for the guy who played, like, Blanca, like, the makeup was just melting <laughs> yeah. off of him under hot production lights um, to create this game. It was just a shit show from, from the beginning to end all mm-hmm. the way through its release, and its legacy is still a shit show.
1: Yeah. Weirdly, though, I'm, I'm just looking at some images of this game right now. <laughs> like you know i'm talking about like, like when this was coming out i was a pretty young kid so there's mm-hmm. this kind of mixed memories of this and i feel like this seeing these images this version of the game is kind of more vivid in really my mind wow than the actual Fighter game, yeah because to yeah, me it's like i'm just
0: yeah it's like a curiosity to me but it's, it's cause, interesting
1: cause this, that this is this is playstation one so that's <laughs> yeah. right around the time oh, i would true. have been yeah. like getting into video games yeah. so I'm i'm sure that like I probably went over to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Somebody who had, who had an old, old mm-hmm. an older brother or something who was into this, yeah. and we probably just played it endlessly. The game Endless.
0: did pretty well, I think, when it came out. Like a lot of people rented it and things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you did. You came across it at some point. Um, unfortunately, yeah, more <laughs> likely that
1: than the, than the original You're, actual Street Fighter. I mean,
0: Jeremy, you were probably like, oh, Street Fighter sucks." Like <laughs> these games, yeah. Are yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the games are good, but that that one is not. That one is terrible. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, and so one last thing, one last, I guess a shout-out I want to give. So this same year that this film came out, this uh, live-action version of Street Fighter, there was another movie that came out, another Street Fighter movie called Street Fighter 2. And this was an animated movie, so it also came out in 1994. And it's actually good. It's actually... I'm sorry, yeah.
3: It's, I've seen it. If it's you're good. a
0: fan of the games and the characters like this, this would be the one to seek out. Um, it's a little more faithful, well, a lot more faithful. And... Um, yeah, I mean the animation. What's, fu- is, what's funny is, is they cool actually
3: or... used animation from this movie to promote the Street Fighter. The movie did they again? really?
0: That's that's yeah. very funny. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen that and you are interested in the video game series, definitely check that out um, because it's recognizable to what you know. It's it's like the characters and the in the world and all that. So um, yeah, so that's pretty cool if you're able to find that. And um, I guess that was really all i wanted to say about this movie what else can yeah. we say any final I mean, thoughts what's, uh, what's a
3: ama- what's amazing is mark like since since the that my, my next project is going to be doing uh replays of retro star wars games and then doing oh, reviews and then nice, talking nice, about nice. them okay. and then talking about them like because that's all old the, canon like talking yeah, this, about this series is canon. really
0: outing me as a video game guy <laughs> but i do <laughs> so, enjoy them so, yeah so
3: but but what's funny is, like, I plan on doing, like, several episodes of, like, a Star Wars game and always throwing in a different movie property game in there, like mm-hmm. Jurassic Park on, 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 uh, on, oh, on Genesis, classic, yep. Judge Dredd Judge uh, with Tr- Sebastian Stallone, that, uh-huh. that game, RoboCop, T2. But now I really want to do the Street Fighter <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter I think you the have movie, to the game. Now. Yeah. And throw that in there now. You know what? I'll be on that episode if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've already subjected I, I, myself to it, so I might as well. Right? <laughs> you're
3: you're invited. You've come this far. Yeah. I've come this you're, far. You're I might as well go the whole yeah, way. You're pot, um, you're pot committed at this point. But
0: I now. have subjected you to this as well, Dave. So thank you again uh, for being for watching this. <laughs> thank you for yeah. doing this. Finally, we've talked about yeah, it for I mean, years now. Uh, I guess
3: I, I guess I want you guys. I guess to finish it out with with your final thoughts. So I'll just go over my yeah, final Dave, thoughts. Yeah, Dave, you go first. Yeah. Final yeah, thoughts. this this is something that I wrote to Mark, like, earlier today. Um, give me a second. I'm pulling it up. How, and so, how personal so, is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so... <laughs> So this movie reminds me of the feeling that you get when you say something that you only meant for one person to hear and then everybody else hears it. And then there's that awkward nervousness uh, and uneasiness as everyone stares at you in, in just absolute gobsmacked at what you just said. Mm-hmm. You just want to recoil and walk away from this awkward situation. And watching this movie is that feeling mm-hmm. for over 100 yeah. minutes.
0: That's pretty accurate, I would say. Um, awkward is the the operative word there. It's a very awkward movie. Yeah uh yeah for sure uh what, well, was it as bad as you remembered dave i guess is my question worse <laughs> worse. <laughs> worse i thought you said it was like, didn't you say it was better than you remembered or something
3: no no i mean i i i, I being as i haven't seen this since <laughs> i was a kid and i've been doing a movie podcast since 2015 now i obviously as, as a movie buff i've learned I to finally like, got you <laughs> i got you to watch it yeah, i've learned to appreciate good things in movies <laughs> like you know thank I, you all I, right I def- good I defend a lot of bad movies a lot. Oh, like, because I do it I, all the I time. Like to f- mm-hmm. I like to find elements that, that I like mm-hmm. in them. And then I, when I rewatch them, I just focus on those good elements. Mm-hmm. I always I talk about like the Venom movies, and, 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 and people are like, those are trash. And I was like, sure, they're trash. But they're fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what they tried to do with the character. Try to do something a little. Yeah, bit I've different only I've seen only seen the first kind one, of
0: but yeah, it definitely seems more like a fun take on it. Which yeah, which is sometimes it it's yeah, so absolutely the concept is so ridiculous that it's like, how else can you do it? You know, so yeah, um, yeah, because there's a lot of uh, trends nowadays, especially like. You want to take this ultra dark, gritty tone of you know, to everything, and it didn't really work out for DC that much with their comic book properties, and they're kind of you can no, see so you can much see so them swinging the other way now, yeah. The opposite so it's interesting, now, so. but um, I would say Street Fighter is in that category of being kind of like you know it, it kind of knew what it was doing a little bit, um, but Jeremy, uh, I, I wanted to get your final take on or your closing thoughts, I guess, on this film as well. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like you
1: know, I, same thing. I'm I'm someone who who generally like will like kind of bad, weird, and campy yeah. movies. Um, this one must have just uh, I mean,
0: been baffling for you though, especially. It, not, it was like, just
1: weird because, because you know what it was? It was is like I feel like, like Dave was saying, you know, normally you're watching and you're like looking for that kind of spark in something that's kind of bad or campy that you're like, oh, like that's so fun and inventive in not in an intentional way, but it's just really inventive. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, because but it was the spark there. was buried under mountains of rubble from that final explosion. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of looking for that thing the whole time, and I'm like, it's I buried I'm, under, like, under maybe the cocaine. That was I'm like, yeah, like may- maybe I'm missing something but I I think this movie is like, Bad in a kind of irredeemable way. Yeah, which, which is it's rare for me to say because Mark, you yeah. know, I'm someone like no, I, I love every movie. Uh, <laughs> like, like I, like I Jeremy, never will shit talk a movie. I but totally this one, understand like, hurt
0: it. I, honestly, I was I was even saying to Dave like this time watching it, I was like, this is really kind of just bad. <laughs> like I, I kind of feel bad about making you guys watch this one. But you know, see, you you thought you were accepting <laughs> us, but really, Jeremy and I the, have accepted uh, you. The ultimate yeah. joke was on me for this one. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's still look. <laughs> It's Street Fighter of the Movie. It's it's worth seeing in, in in some ways, I would say. I mean, look, you got that great Raul Julia performance. You got uh, mm-hmm. some, some funny lines at least, you know. You got something from it at
1: least. It it it
3: is worth the, the Raul Julia. If if someone
1: yeah. made a supercut of just his performance, Oh, I'm
0: it sure it exists.
1: Be, Yeah. It would be excellent. <laughs>
3: Yeah, if someone just made a supercut of the bison buck scenes, yeah, bison like three or four of them. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I wish. I, I like that. I actually wish he had more scenes in the movie. You know, like I wish. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like they probably had to cut some because of his, his illness and everything. But um, yeah, I did, yeah. I always just wanted more of him in this movie because he's so good in it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so some so, uh, redeeming. They made a sequel. Oh wait, they made a sequel. Well, oh yeah, it's
3: okay. So, well, it's sort of like a soft reboot, I guess you would consider it. it w- well, it was originally supposed to be a sequel. The only person who was offered their rollback was Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> of course, and promptly, of course, yeah. promptly turned it down. Uh, I, th- I and it wound up uh, starring a bunch of other people, when it became a soft reboot. Yeah. And that was that was their chance. Capcom was like, "This is going to redeem the entire series." Right. <laughs> Everyone's gonna want to see this shit, so and then it is actually more critically and commercially yeah. a flop than this one mm-hmm.
0: was. It's called Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li, correct? That's what it's called. I actually, yes. I've seen that movie. You know what? I actually saw it in the theater. Believe it or not.
3: Yeah, and it actually, <laughs> it stars the girl uh, who played Lana Lang in Smallville. Uh, oh, for, okay. For anyone who wants to know who played Chun Li, yes, yeah, and Chris Pine. Oh no, not oh, Chris Pine. What's his um, name? Chris Something. Yeah, I the know, guy from the guy from the uh, American Pie movies. I know what you're talking. Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we got there.
0: You know, I saw it because I think at this time I was maybe working at the movie theater. I just was seeing everything that came out. But yeah, I did actually see this movie and it was very forgettable. Honestly, I don't remember anything from it. Um, so that's it that's something you can say about this movie. Street Fighter from 1994, I guess, is like at least it's somewhat memorable and like sort of interesting and entertaining. But um, yeah, that movie failed horribly and they kind of just scrapped all their plans for the Street Fighter universe that was to be, unfortunately. Uh, um, although I did read something about Van Damme trying to make a sequel to the original film. Did <laughs> he you did. see something yeah, about he that? Did. Yeah, but he, I guess it didn't end up panning out. But he was like trying to get, no. get some of the cast back together and like go make a Street Fighter 2. But um, I think everybody
3: had either left acting from the embarrassment or <laughs> they stuck it out and found a new niche for themselves, like Ming Na did. He and they're really like, we're left not acting. Doing it. Although he was,
0: he was trying to get Dolph Lundgren, which I would have liked to see how that went. But yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, very interesting little, I guess footnote we call it.
3: In <laughs> but how bad does a movie have to be where you can't get Dolph Lundgren to do it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe they weren't as big a draw because I think it was like two thousand three. They were trying to do this, make this movie. Um, which I mean, look, we're, we're talking Van about Dam the early
3: nineties, and, and this is a world where Universal Soldier is a sequel to Blade Runner, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But I guess
3: that, the 90s was fucking weird. Yeah.
0: the ni- Well, again, yeah. like we said, the last with uh, Super Mario Brothers, it could only happen in the 90s. Um, only. Yeah. So only the um,
3: from the soundtrack for this movie could. Oh, only yeah. Jeremy, you, you like to 90s.
0: talk about the music uh, of each movie. How how'd you feel about the
1: music in this one? So, I, I mean, I didn't really I, like my, th- my brain is just so <laughs> it's like. It's so generic. <laughs> <exact laughs> Were there any kind but of Minogue songs in this? I don't even know. I, I don't know. I know there was some hip hop at the end, which I thought was cool. <laughs> Always in a 90s movie. Yeah, which which I thought was cool, you know, I'm I'm always excited to see some hip hop work its way into a movie that has nothing to do with hip hop. <laughs>
0: So, uh Dave, I didn't just edit out something really inappropriate. You just said, uh, but where can we find you next? The views uh, expressed
3: in this audio interview are not the views yeah. of Cult Movie Cult. <laughs> yeah, I should have a disclaimer. The words right? of Super Movie yeah. Bros, Dave.
0: I always need a disclaimer when Dave comes on. Um but seriously though, Dave, uh, thank you for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it and and thank you for you watching. Sure? Well, <laughs> I meant that, you know, previously. Now I'm not sure. no. Um no, really thank you. That, thank you that, for subjecting yourself to watching this film again, uh, again and talking about it with us and where can so where can we find you next I know at your main podcast super movie bros well, honestly, is ending but you're bringing you, movie you, cocktails back right uh,
3: I am yeah but you, you keep apologizing and honestly if it brought me to this point where I just had this much fun over the last 90 minutes talking with you two, <laughs> then it was I, all I worth it and it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Uh, so you can check us out, Super Movie Bros Podcast, B R O S. Just listen to it anywhere uh, that you catch podcasts. Um, it, it, the show is, is done. Probably by the time this releases, the last episode will come out, which is our Rest top five movies of 2021 rip so rest in peace but uh, anyway, our original project that we started with Mark way yeah, back in the day the original. four of us sitting around a microphone doing commentary for movies very while drunk. we drank a cocktail that was yep. themed around that movie uh, so I just decided that was always part of Super Movie Bros I always wanted to mm-hmm. keep that as part of it and once a month yeah. we used to do movie cocktails so I just want to bring that show back yeah. I think it's the most it was original a lot of fun. idea we've had mm-hmm. um, Mark is obviously always invited and, and very much a part of it you can consider him an executive producer <laughs> of that show so so um, that that will be coming back. Uh, the difference now is we used to let fans, and we, we, I call them fans, the the, the paltry few listeners <laughs> and the people who respond, uh, choose via Twitter vote what movies. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting rid of that. It's just going to be Mark, myself, and Ooh. Jay deciding what movie we want to watch Ooh. and what movie we want to pay homage to okay. by immortalizing in a delicious well, cocktail.
0: be careful what you wish so. for.
3: Because <laughs> if I could have done Street Fighter before, that, I
0: probably would have. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Other than that, you know, keep your eyes out for uh, Super Nerf Herder coming to YouTube. Oh, the new show, okay. uh,
0: Probably on Twitch. So Dave is keeping busy. He'll he'll still be out there, so check him out, and thanks again for coming on the show, and Jeremy, uh, thanks as always. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to, so next up, we're going to be discussing uh, Double Dragon, which I'm actually not as familiar with. I, I mean, the game, I am, but the movie, I've seen it, and I don't really remember it, so It'll be interesting to watch it again.
3: <laughs> Why do I feel like the guy who played Ken in in Street Fighter was in Double Dragon? And if he wasn't, did every well, like white guy around the around five foot eight all look the same in the nineties. Well, 90s. let you know, I feel Dave. Like that guy was also on on uh, one, uh, So yeah,
0: a lot. Of, yeah, you, I mean, a lot of them have that nineties look, I guess. But we'll, yeah, we'll let you know because um, I honestly right, forget. It. Uh, so I'm looking forward to watching that again. So, thanks very much for listening to Cult Movie Cult, and you can find us on all the usual social media. If you have any cult films you'd like to hear us discuss on the show, or if you'd like to officially join the cult, as Dave has done, and be a guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us at cultmoviecult at gmail.com. This has been Cult Movie Cult, and until next time, so long from the other side.